Hey everybody and welcome to the Bon Jovi Fan Podcast. Today I'm going to talk about one of the most fun songs in the band's catalog. said this is one of the most fun songs in the Bon Jovi catalog and that's basically the whole point. It wasn't inspired by real life events or anything so there's not an extensive story to tell and that works really well in this case. I could go on about the band's history that led to the album but I think I should save all that for a different episode as this one is meant to be specifically about this track. The booklet thing in the New Jersey box set describes the tune as a raucous is that how you pronounce that word? I've never seen it anywhere else. A raucous sing-along about the addictive draw of a bad relationship. The lyrics are tongue-in-cheek and reminiscent of old-time rock and roll boogie-woogie fever records with more electric guitars thrown into the mix. Okay, that's a lot of words, but you get the idea, hopefully. I can't believe they put all that in one sentence. Speaking of words, this song has awesome lyrics. There's a fantastic balance between being clever, but also easy to follow and enjoy. It was written by the dream team of John Bon Jovi, Richie Sambora, and Desmond Child, who also wrote many of the band's other hits from back then. If you've heard a particular track on the radio, chances are the writing credits probably list that trio. In simplest terms, those guys knew how to make great songs. Well, let me start from the beginning. That riff can get you instantly hooked. It's usually the first part I think of when I think of this song. Then Richie punches it on his guitar, which really gives it the 80s hard rock feel. I wouldn't say the guitar solo is my number one favorite ever, but I do think it sounds pretty cool. I've always liked the rock style, and I love all of the music in this one. It's fast, it's fun, and it matches the words perfectly. The first vocals you hear are all the guys singing the chorus, Aside from Tico, who isn't ever credited on the backup, but that side note isn't important right now. Anyway, they did that in You Give Love a Bad Name, and I'm not surprised they used the same technique here. Those two songs are often compared to each other, and although there are some differences, I can also see why so many people think they're similar. They're both, as John sometimes puts it, fun cliches. He says they're enjoyable, and you know what they're about just from the titles. Although, as good of a song as You Give Love a Bad Name is, I think they did it even better with Bad Medicine. Okay, I keep mentioning the lyrics, but now I'm actually going to talk more about them. I promise. In an interview with Forbes magazine, Brian Reisman, author of the book Bon Jovi the Story, said Bad Medicine feels like a raunchy song, but lyrically it's not that raunchy. You could still kind of relate to it as a 40-year-old. I think this is a pretty good description. There are some lines, especially in the verses, that seem kind of suggestive, but they're not actually that dirty, or at least it's not obvious. I think that was the perfect way to go about writing this one. There's nothing very offensive or tasteless, it's just fun. Like I mentioned earlier, some lines are also clever and can make you laugh. For example, I could probably give you several others, but I'll end the list here before I make it too long. I also like how it, 
I don't know how to describe this other than ends before it really ends. That part never fails to amuse me. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. I'm not done. One more time. With feeling. One final thought for this portion of the episode. My personal favorite part of this song is the pre-chorus. The exchanges between John on lead vocals and the others on backup are really neat, and I think it fills the gap between the verses and the chorus fantastically. On to another subject. If I have the facts right, Bad Medicine was the first single released from New Jersey and it got the first music video. In case you didn't already know, yes, it actually was filmed by the fans. John wanted to do something unique, so the band gave out 5,000 free tickets and told fans to film what they saw of the performance. All the footage was edited together by director Wayne Isham into two different versions of the final product. I really like both videos, although I prefer the intro with Sam Kinison in the original version to the alternate. It's funnier, and it makes more sense to see him call all the fans to actions. Let's take their cameras and make our own Bon Jovi video! In the alternate, he yells, shoot him! Rapidly hands out cameras and messes around with pictures of a few famous musicians who aren't members of Bon Jovi. In my opinion, that's just not as funny to watch as it is to describe. Plus, in the original, you actually get to see a lot of the fans whom this video is about. As for the actual song part, there's some of the same footage and some that's different. It's really cool that they got so much and that they used two different videos to show just a fraction of it. I'm assuming just a fraction, anyway, to the world. The only thing I wish they hadn't done is shorten the song. The album version is over a minute longer than the performance part of the videos, which is the same audio in both versions. They left off the ending and instead it just fades out. I still like the song in the videos, but I prefer to hear it on the album. Anyway, aside from this silly plot, I love the old videos because it's so fun to watch the band perform. They had a lot of energy, and this is one of the best examples of that. John, in particular, was a pretty good dancer back then, and they used a lot of good shots of his nice moves. Plus, it's neat and very appropriate to see him and the others smile so much. Of course, this was made when music videos were actually focused on the music. It's far from a modern-day pop song, and that's a good thing. They threw in a few humorous shots, too. John dancing on stage barefoot, a guy in the crowd screaming into a camera, the one shot in existence of Alec giving us a nice smile, and all five band members turning forward at the same time. And hey, say what you want about their clothes, but they were pretty stylish for the time period. I genuinely think some of what they were wearing looked cool. Of all the many Bon Jovi videos, this is one of my favorites. It's so neat and so fun. If I could time travel and be a fan in any of them, this would be my first pick. Especially if I got to dance on stage next to John. Even if I didn't like this song so much, there's no denying that it's a major hit. It reached number one when it was new, and they still play it often on classic rock radio stations. It would be unusual to watch or go to a Bon Jovi concert and not hear this one. John loves to rile up the crowd, dance a lot, and just have a ton of fun. And the others always get into it too. 
That's true most of the time, but I feel like they put even more heart into this song specifically. Fans across the globe love it, even 35 years later. The band has had a close connection with their fans since the beginning, and the video for this one shows it. It's just as much about the fans who were lucky enough to be there in the crowd, and all of us, as it is about the guys performing the song. The video is, to quote the box set again, a testament to the bond between the band and their ever-growing number of fans. That connection is paramount to the band's identity. Of course, even a lot of people who don't consider themselves Bon Jovi fans still know this track. It's one a bunch of now middle-aged people remember from the 80s and one a bunch of younger listeners enjoy now. Bad Medicine will forever be a part of rock and roll history, and I think that's completely justified. I've listened to it many, many times in the few years that I've been a fan. I've known all the words for most of that time, and I had them memorized before I had ever read them in the CD, and I didn't look them up online either. I've also seen both of the videos a lot of times. I got to be in the crowd for a performance of this song during the 2022 tour. It was the last song of the night, and the whole arena stood up and sang along. It was obvious that John had a ton of fun with it, and everyone in attendance did too. Long story short, not only is this a well-known and beloved song, but I really like it too. Well, I hope you enjoyed hearing my thoughts on one of the greatest tunes ever released. It's such a cool song that even writing about and discussing it has been entertaining for me. Thanks for listening, and be sure to follow the Bon Jovi Fan Podcast wherever you get your podcasts so that you don't miss any future episodes. That's all for now, so I'll keep talking to you next time. Until then, rock on! Yeah! Hey!